Hey there, everybody. How you been doing? Well, this is, uh, the day of this recording is, uh, a new week. And we're, it's Monday, and we had talked last week about Paul and some of the things he had, I mean, I'm sorry, Peter and some of the things he had done. Today I'm going to touch on Paul a little bit. And I'm going to ask you, what have you done that people may know that you know the Lord or that He works in you or that what you're doing, the way you're living and the way you're acting and and the way you help others or don't help others is indicative of God's, uh, I'd say, involvement in your life or your your, uh, belief in Him and your care for the kingdom. You know, when, when you're out doing things, you're out shopping or eating out or in a park or whatever, and you're out doing something and you encounter people, do those people walk away with a sense of uh, understanding and knowing that that you serve the Lord and that you do your best to live a Christian life. You know, uh, is your life reflective of your service to God? And it can be easy. Do you scream and yell at your children and in public? And do you put them down? Do you berate people in public? Do you, are you ugly to people in public? Do you look down your nose at people that maybe don't do things the way you do? You know, I've run into several people who you know this there's a epidemic or whatever a sickness going around and the people some people are like chicken little screaming that the sky is falling and it's the end of the world and and others are well we're going about our business like usual you know just like the the human race has done for thousands and thousands of years we have to adapt and overcome. So we wash our hands and we go on. It doesn't mean we put a fishbowl over our head and live in our house. But I've encountered people, and if I don't think the way they do, if I don't wear what they wear, then I've got the plague and... You get called names and mistreated.
Is that indicative of your your spiritual life? I mean, you know, it's kind of, to me, it's kind of reminiscent of the lepers, you know. There's two classes of people here, the lepers and the non-lepers, and those inside the city walls and those outside the city walls. But Paul, talking about Paul, Paul started off persecuting Christians. We've talked about that before, and he was converted on his walk to the Lord and became... He became a uh, trailblazer in the Christian faith. He set up many of the churches across the across the Asian world and Mediterranean area, and he kept going around and boosting them. And he endured much for the Lord. Paul was beat and chained and shackled and. Run out of town, shipwrecked on an island. I mean, Paul, Paul suffered a lot at the hands of people because he was a Christian. Do we suffer that much today? I think we suffer ourselves more than what the world suffers us. We we've got it worse than we really than we really have it. In our mind we have it worse. Most of us have a roof over our head and clothes and money in the bank. Our health health programs, I mean even if you don't have insurance, you have things available to you. Paul had none of this. Paul lived a life of 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 a little. Back then they probably had one or two changes of clothes, one pair of shoes. But Paul was strong in his faith. He knew what God called him to do and he was on a mission. And Paul was like the Supreme Court of the Christianity. He established a lot of our constitutional law in the Bible and laid it all out, rules to go by. And he he worked hard for God. But how was Paul's faith? You know, we talked about Peter walking on water and the things Peter did. Paul did a lot of things too. He he raised a guy from the dead. We'll talk about that another day. I'm gonna gonna do a prequel. Right now I'm gonna tell you a story about something at the end of his career and we'll go back to the beginning, right? But next nineteen 11 through 20, I'm going to hit the highlights, says, God was performing extraordinary miracles by Paul's hands so that even face cloths or aprons that had touched his skin were brought to the sick and the disease left them and the evil spirits came out of them. 
And it says, uh, some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists also attempted to pronounce the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I command you by the Jesus that Paul preaches. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish high priest, were doing this. The evil spirit answered them, I know Jesus and I know Paul, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirits jumped on them, overpowered them all, and prevailed against them. So they ran out of the house naked and wounded. When this became known to everyone who lived in Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, they became afraid, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high esteem. So, like I asked when I started, what are you doing? When you do things, are you doing them for your own greed? Or are you doing them for the benefit of God? When you donate money in the church and you're one of the wealthy people and you you donate money, are you doing it for God? Or are you doing it for you, for your tax write-off? If the church needs a sound system and... You stand up and say, I'll pay for that sound system. Are you doing it for you? Or are you doing it for God? How about that old favorite? We need new carpet. Who's paying for it? You doing it for you or are you doing it for God? You know, a lot of people do things for the church, in the church, outside the church. They do it for God and nobody ever knows a thing. Those people will be truly blessed. And yet there's people I know of them. I I know of them personally. Write checks so that they can build schools overseas for missionaries or little homes for people so that they, A, their deeds are known, and B, they get the big tax write-off for their their big investments. You see, you might not be able to heal people with your clothes, a cloth, a handkerchief. You know, God may not give us the power of healing. But if you sit in a hospital or a nursing home or visit the elderly or the sick or affirmed or even a young child and you hold their hand and you love on them you're doing more for that person Than, than monetary donations. We don't have the clothes, the handkerchiefs or whatever that go out and heal the physical bodies, but we can heal the broken hearted. You see, maybe we can't heal people today. I don't know if it's a lack of faith or... Uh, I don't know. I don't know why it is that some of us really, really want to, but we just don't have the power. 
but we can heal the soul. We can go out and witness in the name of Christ. And we can be the light to people we see. Because I'm here to tell you, a soul that has been healed for God will shine forever in the kingdom. The body that we can't heal, that we don't have the ability to heal, will pass. So if you're worried that you don't have the ability or the spirit or the or the money just try being just try being the the light of Christ to those you meet show the love it's the greatest commandment God had that we just love one another even the least of these. So, this is Pastor Chip. I hope everyone has a blessed day. I hope you have a great day tomorrow. I hope you come back and listen. And thank you for tuning in. God bless each and every one of you.